Good evening, and on this uh, beautiful evening, uh, we welcome our guests and our visitors, and uh, of course we uh, uh, congratulate all those who are wearing the green tonight on St. Patrick's Day. And you know, we should pray for the people of Ireland uh, who have been devastated by scandal and who pretty much have lost the faith. Uh, they are people who uh, uh, in the past gave many vocations to the missions, to this country, and now it's uh, darkness in Ireland. So we should pray for them and pray for the church in these very difficult times. You know, uh, the season of Lent is a time that we should uh, keep our thoughts on the sufferings of Jesus. Not to discourage us or fill us with guilt, but rather to fill us with joy. To know that uh, the Son of God gave his life for each one of us. He loved us. And, uh, you know, we can't understand that love. Uh, our poor human minds can't embrace that, comprehend it. But one day, we will. And that's going to be a, just a wonderful day when suddenly we're filled with his love and know that we're completely loved as we are. And so during Lent, you know, one of the practices that may help your Lenten journey is to read the passion accounts of Jesus in each one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And all of them have a little different nuance to them. All the same, basically, especially the first three, but all with a different nuance. And you know, it might be a nice practice during Lent, uh, sit down quietly and read Matthew and then Maybe a day or two later, read Luke, then John, Matthew, go back over them again, you know. That's, that'd be a wonderful thing to do during the season of Lent. And when you read the Gospels, the Passions, you can put yourself there. You can stand at the foot of the cross with Mary. You can be the good thief. Uh, you can be one of the soldiers, uh, whatever you'd like to be there, and then just talk to our Lord about it all. And you'll find that will help you a, a great deal during this season of Lent. You know, I have a sort of a favorite passage in Scripture, and um, of those two young men, you know, uh, the Moses and Elijah spoke to Jesus at this moment of the sufferings that he was to go through, his exodus in Jerusalem. And those two young men were walking from the city, remember? And they were very upset. They were very angry. And uh, very puzzled. And then Jesus began to walk with them. And then he said, he began to explain things to them. And he said, did you not know 
that the Christ had to suffer all these things. Did you not know that? And I think that we're all on a journey. You know, and Lent is sort of a, a, a miniature journey of life. You know, to be human, to be a good human being, is very difficult. I don't know if any of you have found that, but I have found that. And sometimes life can be very, very hard. The sudden crosses that we have, the disappointments, uh, you know, our obligations, responsibilities at home, taking care of the family, all of these things. But Jesus walks with us. He is with us. And, you know, it's so evident in these two Sundays of Lent, these first two Sundays of Lent, Remember last Sunday, the temptations. He's, he endured all of our temptations in life. All of it. For us. And then this Sunday, when he reminds us of something very important, the transfiguration of the human body. Something very remarkable happened to all of us at our baptism. When Jesus took our human nature from the womb of his mother, at that moment, this human nature, what we share, being a human, was transformed. Completely transformed. And that the transfiguration simply tells us that one day our bodies will reflect the glory of our souls. That one day in this transfiguration we will become completely whole, healed, forgiven, and human. It tells us something else, that we've been transformed and that we will be judged in our bodies. You know, somehow, somehow or another, we have separated the spiritual from the, the human, and it's, you can't do that. It's one. It's living this human life in love, and dedication and sacrifice, knowing that the cross is there. We can't enter the kingdom without the cross. But not alone, we are with Jesus because he has shared his life with us. That we are being transformed now. When you get up in the morning or I get up in the morning, we say our prayer and we try to do the best we can during the day, the transformation is taking place, the resurrection. And it is in a particular way taking place when we come to the Eucharist, when we share his body and blood. I will raise you up on the last day. The promise 
the finality of the resurrection. That's what we that's what this Lent is all about. To be transformed, to become transfigured, to be Christ, to live Christ, to be Christ, to bring something of his joy, his peace, and the kindness where we are, not someplace else. And who we are, not some other phantom person that we'd like to be. No, who we are with our brokenness and our sinfulness. It's right there that we're being transformed and transfigured. There's something else. When we look at what is happening to our body gradually and that we are to be judged in our body, can't separate You can't say you're a person without your body. I can't say that. We're who we are. Then, is it not right that we should respect ourselves and have great reverence for the human body and life itself? We live in a culture of pornography. It's blatant it's everywhere. Demeaning that which is beautiful, that we're temples of the Holy Spirit, that this poor body of mine is holy. Your body is holy. It's beautiful. And pornography has demeaned it and disgraced it and brought it down to its lowest level. To be not even an animal act sometimes the way human beings can act. So we are called to respect ourselves. We are called to know this body, this tabernacle, is holy and is destined for eternal life and is being transfigured. The second thought I have this evening, just a bit, Lent should not be a solitary journey. Yes, it is a journey in the sense that each one of us have to look at our judgment, our death. There's a heaven, there's a hell. There are choices to make. None of us can get away from that. But it should not be solitary. It should be here, helping each other, worshiping together, knowing that there's others who believe, but it should be in the family too. In the family. And I'd like to make just one little suggestion for Lent. Mother and father, the children, before you go to bed at night, Pray together. Light a candle. You might read a little scripture, but pray together. Wouldn't that be a wonderful Lenten resolution? And if you're married and the children are gone and you're alone together, 
before you go to bed at night to pray together. And if you happen to be alone, that God has planned this for you, then before bedtime, take a few moments and just allow him to be with you. Allow Jesus to walk with you. God bless you.